Good evening, Black of America. We're here today, and um, it's another week. And um, I'd like to thank everybody for the downloads and the listening and what have you. I apologize for being late. And yeah, Kenny, you late. <laughs> I mean, we had a scrimmage. We had a scrimmage. We had a scrimmage and everything, man. You know, I had this meeting today. That had to go to the game. Nah, it, it, it was a full day, man. It was a full day. But I was only late by what? two minutes, man. You know, and I'm, I'm never late. I'm playing my violin right now. Mm-mm. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Tammy? Tammy? This is my first time ever being late. How many times have you been late? A hundred? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, tonight anyway. we have a special guest by the name Miss. Uh, I think it's Rietta Hussein. Retta is Retta. Retta. Oh, hey, I had Retta. it back. Yes. Hey, I, I, I had how it right? are y'all? I had it wrong. You're doing good. You, it, it, now, you were Ms. close. I was close. Miss <laughs> Hussein is the CEO and journalist of Political Crisis Communication. She's the director. Is that a magazine or a pack or what, Ms. Hussein? It's actually a, a corporation, uh-huh. and um, I work with, I run a marketing and PR firm, and we also handle a lot of politics and campaigns and things like that as well. Oh, you oh, you PR person for the campaign people. <laughs> oh, look who we have here on the line. She's the one. Hold up, Tammy. Miss Hussein is the one that be in the ear of the candidate that go to the microphone. <laughs> Why? That person. Sometimes. Am, am I, I yes. far off, Miss Hussein? Huh? You're pretty close. You're close. Oh, okay, You're right on. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to thank you, Mr. Sang, uh, for coming in. Again, I apologize for being a little late. Like I said, I, you know, the scrimmage went a little bit, you know, it was a little overtime in the scrimmage. You know how young fellas are. Oh, you know? no worries. No worries at all. You know, so. Thank you for having I'm me. Here. I appreciate you having me on. Oh no! Thank you for coming. It's awesome um, to have you. I I didn't know that that you were working in PR and talking. You know, I mean, yeah. Let me hear a little bit more. I want to hear a little bit more about what's going on because you know I'm not really a politician person. Like, but she's not a politician at all, Miss Hussein. She's not a politician at all. Could you explain to Tammy <laughs> what politics is all about, please? I mean, I don't think she know what I don't think Kenny know the difference between a Democrat and, and, and a Republican. Could you explain that? Come on, Kenny. Yeah, you know what? You, you, that's a good question. That's Kenny, a good question. To me, ain't no difference between to me personally. For me, just ain't breaking up. I had campaign for people. I have have a big campaign manager for some. You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know. If yeah, you you up. Oh, 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 oh! You can hear you can hear me all now. Oh, hold up. Let me. Yeah, let that's me. You, in you, and out. Oh, I'm going in now. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, you can hear me all right now. Yes. You can hear me okay now. Yes. Yes. Everything's I okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, 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 I understand. 
I understand about the political game. And, uh, you know, I campaign for people. And uh, to me, politics is a dirty game. What do you think? I mean, it can be. And the sad part about it is, you know, when I talk to people and say, you know, wow, you should run for office or something like that, they say, man, it's so dirty. It's, it's not, you know, politics is dirty. But it doesn't have to be. You know, and then we need good people in it. You know, politics doesn't have to be dirty. We need really good people, you know, that are running for these offices that, you know, we as a people need to start holding. You know, we got sheriff. Um, you know, that's a political position as well. We got a great person in Orange County that's holding that position. Um, mm. But we need more. We need more people. We need our people on city council, in commissions, um, we need them on everything that we can possibly get people on, especially in the House and the Senate. Look at that. You know, I mean, Congress <laughs> is completely red. And, and you got trifectas here as well all over the country, which is, you know, a trifecta is when a Republican holds uh, the governorship, um, control of the House and the Senate, and, you know, also has um, a lot of other elected officials in office where they can sway that state red. Um, hmm. Republican. So, you know, that's my mission to make sure that we get people to understand that we matter and get them into positions that are um, going to directly impact us in a very positive way. Hmm. I have a serious question right now. And I know it's early in the program uh, for a, a serious question. I've known people personally, too. I can think of Personally, man. Kenny, your phone breaking up again. Uh, ran for office. Oh, you can hear me. Ran for office. Yeah. They ran for office, and mm-hmm. when they got elected, they disappeared. Right. What happened to a candidate when he have when he or she have a, a agenda, and then when they elected to office? That agenda changes somehow to the party ticket. Mm, that's a very good question. You know, you do have a I lot of I has this question. Usually, <laughs> I don't ask this question until thirty minutes into the show. But uh, this is my high. I, I love politics, man. You know, I've been all the politics since uh-huh. I was nine years old. But wow. my And the council, the the states. The, I'm talking local. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. a, a, a federal. I'm talking about local and state politics, where people go into go into the field, go uh, uh, become candidate, have an agenda, have a cause, and they get in there. I know. So, and I know you were breaking up a little bit. So I think what you're what you're asking me is, you know, people that get in office on the campaign trail, they say one thing, and then when they get in office, they do another thing, or they completely disappear, and you don't have access to them. Is that what you mean? Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's 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 definitely not a good thing. It's not a way any candidate should run. They should run on truth and transparency and definitely their strength. You know, if mm-hmm. um, 
they don't plan to be around after they get in office. They shouldn't be running for that seat. And we have the power that if they do that when they get in office to make them a one-time person in that seat, a one-termer. Mm-hmm. So if that's how they are, on the, if they're one way on the campaign trail and a different way in office, don't reelect them. Campaign against them. Right. 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 You hear me now? Mm-hmm. I'm still here. Uh, well, my point is, now I'm switching. Uh, uh, what do we have to do in candidates for office? What do we need to keep in mind? Now, I couldn't quite. I couldn't quite make that out because you were breaking up again. Yeah, Kenny, we gotta go back. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. When we support a candidate, what do we have to keep in mind? I couldn't make that out again. I'm so sorry. It sounds like you're breaking. Oh, okay. There's an echo or something. Yeah, it's it's a really bad connection. No. Kenny, the connection is terrible. We can hear you, but you're going in and out. It's like you're going in and out. So we're having a problem right now. Making out the question. Oh, okay. Well, Tammy. Okay, I mean, you want me to ask the questions because you know I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't know a lot about politics, but what I do know from what I can see from where I am, um, I see a lot of our people uh, desperately hurting, and I see that um, I wouldn't, you know, want to say that. It's their fault, technically. I think that it's the system's fault, and a lot of it has to do with politics. Um, how would mm-hmm. you address those who say, you know, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved with politics because um, I feel like there's there's no place for us in politics, or there's nothing that we can do as far as how the government is ran. I like what you said about how we need more um, good people in politics. Can you just kind of like? you know, elaborate on that and give us a little bit more information about what we can do to get more involved, those who are, like, kind of leery of politicians and politics. Oh, absolutely. I think that they're, you know, it's so easy to look at politics and say, you know, I want none of that shine. Like, I don't want to be on television. I don't want to be on the radio. I don't want any of that. But another side, you see your people, um, like you said, are hurting. One thing we need to Mm – Except is that government can't, um, they can't fix all of our problems. And that's one thing we need to accept and understand. But then there are so many issues and problems that government can fix. And we need to focus 
on getting people who understand laws, who understand um, assistance, who understands health care um, into office so that they can best represent us. You know, we got senior citizens in our community that are trying to figure out whether or not they get their prescription this month or yeah. pay their rent or their mm-hmm. grocery bill. You know, that kind of stuff is so I mean, that kind of rips you to your core. So even if somebody says, I don't want to be in politics because I don't like it or it's a dirty game, that your passion will take you there once you sat with some people who have gone through or you may know your aunt, your your uncle, mm-hmm. your cousins, you know, it'll take you there and you'll just find yourself in the middle of some things changing some lives. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you should be afraid of it by any stretch. I think if you have the passion in you and you see that you're hurting, that there are other people out there hurting, go and find out which office you need to run for to make that change. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Okay. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah, we yes. can hear you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to switch the folks a little bit, national level, and we'll get back to the local level. Can you mm-hmm. give me an analysis of the Obama era? How will how will historians, especially Americans, that's you know, I, I have to look at where we were prior to the Obama administration and where we moved to during his administration. And I will have to say, I think that he is a great president. I think that President Obama did some wonderful things for all Americans. You know, he he definitely, to me, is the great unifier. I think he did a great job for all Americans. But here's my problem as a black woman, that when it gets down to specifics about black people, it was almost as if he couldn't do anything for us because he would be too highly scrutinized by it. So I think he'll go down in history as being the first black president, um, the the president who, you know, brought about health care for all people, even though the price is high and some people need to, you know, they need to tweak it and fix it. That's what Congress needs to do instead of repealing and replacing. Um, So I think he'll go down in history as somebody who really tried to revolutionize uh, this country, but he couldn't quite do it because we didn't go out and vote in midterms and get him the Congress that he needed in order to make certain things happen. Now, there's a lot that he didn't do. Did he have the Congress Um, when he first went in? Did he have the Congress when he first went in? No, he didn't. He didn't have the Congress when he first went in. Oh, uh, okay. He didn't have the he didn't have the full support. And see, and that's where we get back to the Democrats versus, like you said, you're absolutely right. I don't know the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. And you know what? You are so on point with that because when you look at the way they vote, you will be surprised at what your Democrat did. Like Cory Booker of New Jersey. You know, he went and voted against a bill that would lower prescription drug prices for Mm -hmm. sick people. 
He voted against it, and he also took $285,000 of health care money. And this is, this, is a, this is New Jersey's Democrat. This is the man that they want to put on a ticket in 2020, and he's voting against our best interests. So you're right. It's hard to tell the difference between a Republican and a Democrat in this era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's so much that President Obama did that was, that was Republican-like. You know, it wasn't necessarily as Democratic as I would have wanted it to be. But um, I think he'll go down in history in a very positive way. But a lot of what he's doing is going to be stripped away by the president that we currently have in office. And we have the Democratic Party to thank for that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think the, I think the Democratic Party has left black people behind. Um, they often hmm. are kind to us and say wonderful things. You know, they'll put certain people in office and certain seats and and help get them there. But as far as looking out for the best interests of black people and brown people, I don't think that they do that as well as they do for other communities. Right. Do you think it's because um, black people and brown people don't lobby enough or we don't – yeah, we basically, can you tell us about lobbying and how that really works so that we can have more of an idea um, about the process? Oh, absolutely. Was- one, of the, one of the really cool things that I think just happened was the, the lobbyists who got together and really pushed for medical marijuana. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a topic that some people don't want to talk about. Um, it should have never been legalized in the first place, in my opinion. I mean, um, not legalized. It should have never been illegal in the first mm-hmm. place, in my in my opinion. Um, I but agree. Going and fighting for that, and <laughs> but going <laughs> and fighting for people to have the right to treat right. themselves with an herb is is what a lot of um, people have lobbied to do. So whether or not you have mm-hmm. your lobby license, because so many people in what was it seventy or eighty percent of the state said legalize it in Florida, um, that's what we essentially did, was was told our, our elected officials and our leaders that this is what we want, and, and you need to lean towards that because we don't want it to be a, a criminal act if somebody is caught with it. You know, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, so I think when, it, when you talk about lobbying, that was one of the things that um, I think was lobbied very well. Um it was advertised very well, it was fought for very well. John Morgan, you know, did a a great job with funding it. Um, you know, and he and he I assume had lobbyists on it, you know, trying to get his bill passed. Mm-hmm. So and that's what they do. You know, the lobbyists come together and, you know, John Morgan comes up this is for example, he'll come up with a bill like he did with medical marijuana to legalize it and they go to their to Congress, to the House, the people in the House of Representatives, and try to get them to pass this bill. You know, once that bill is passed in the House, it goes to the Senate. The Senate could either kick it out or they could keep it. Mm-hmm. And you have these paid lobbyists who are doing the fighting. They're the ones who are up there doing the negotiating and the fighting for for us because it's something that we, you know, we want to get through. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, when you talk about politics, you talk, and you brought up a very like good point about marijuana, how we got it legalized now. You know, people wanted it, so you know they were able to push it through. But what about all of our brothers and sisters that are doing time behind uh, marijuana? Ooh, good cases? question. Yes. What do you do? Open the. You know, and that's that's such a. Kenny, we can't hear you. (laughs) I couldn't quite make that out. Kenny, say it again, but say it without the static this time. I couldn't quite make I, that out. Yeah, I, uh, he probably he's fixing it. I know he's gonna get it together, okay. right? But I think, but, opening uh, the, the, you know, opening the doors, and now y- y- that's a great question because what do they do if they decriminalize marijuana? What do they do with the people that are behind the bars already? Yeah, we're arrested for. Do you just open up the floodgates and and just start letting them out? You know what President Obama did, pardon a lot of people for nonviolent crimes, but are they now violent since they've been incarcerated, you know, in such a violent environment Um, and releasing them out back into the public? So those are so many good questions that we need to be going to our lawmakers and saying, we want them out of jail, but what do we do with them once they're out? Are they, you know, now going to be a threat to us? In the community, well, I think. I mm-hmm. think that they should be, re- you know, rehabilitated because of the system is what put them there, kind of in a way. Because yes, they were arrested when marijuana was illegal, but now that it's legalized, it, mm-hmm. it was we and it wasn't. It's not something dangerous that they were right. put in jail for. You know. Right. Right. And a lot of our people are just being arrested still for minute things. And then when they get into the system, this prison system that is built to make them violent and to make them, you know, have to fight or kill or whatever it is mm-hmm. they're doing, it, um, when they come out, they they have no um, connection with society, you know, like they should or like they That's would have. That's absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. And, you know, and even with the privatization of prisons, which makes it even sicker, you know, when you think about it that way, um, that people can make a lot of money off of a private prison. Um, mm-hmm. They got to fill those beds. They got to fill those quotas. So they're going to put them in there no matter what they do. So, um, you know, if it's a if it's a nonviolent crime, you know, they're going to get them and put them in there um, for mm-hmm. some reason. And you're right. It's just – the judicial system is really messed up and we've been marching, you know, for a long time, black lives matter. We've been marching, you know, for a whole bunch of civil rights issues. But one thing we should be marching for is that Supreme court justice situation. You know, president Obama to him, and I know partially the reason why I voted for him because I knew he was going to be able to appoint at least two Supreme court justices. When he Mm -hmm. got the chance to support, to appoint one, which I still didn't like that guy, but, when he did get the chance, they refused his appointment. They refused to approve that person, which is a, a major problem. 
Um, and we just let them skate by with that. That's our Black Lives Matter. You know, now we got this far alt-right man who's in office, who's getting ready to put somebody on the Supreme Court. That's a lifetime job, which means that they can write laws and put laws into effect that will make it okay for somebody like that off-duty cop in Anaheim to be able to grab that little brown boy, assault him, pull him Mm -hmm. onto his lawn, and fire a gunshot um, that was Mm -hmm. not a warning shot, fire a shot, and get away with it. And when when law enforcement came up, they didn't even arrest him. They slapped the the cuffs on the 13-year-old kid, and he was the victim. So those types of... Those types of things are sick and they're deafening because when we get out there and march for Trayvon and we're marching for Eric Gardner, we also need to realize and understand that when they put this Supreme Court justice, when President Trump appointed this person, we should be in the streets on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are not really getting a, the understanding about what's actually happening in the system. Uh, one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you about, well, Kenneth wanted me to ask you about Erica Holden and um, how how is she going to be able to fix the problem with jailing our, our brothers and our sons and our uncles and our, you know, our people? How do we, how can we stop the violence against our people or the, the all, you know, the just all out attack on our people that has been happening for now, what centuries? I mean, where does where does politics play a role in that? Where we are right now, when we have this president in office, and we have all of these, um, you know, far rights in office, and we mm-hmm. are still sitting without power in a way. We're not powerless, but we we don't have the power in the government that we need to protect ourselves and to help ourselves like we should have. Um, Absolutely. What do we Absolutely. do now? Where do we go from here? How does politics play a part in, in our struggle today, and how can, we, how can we utilize politics in our struggle right now? You know, the judicial branch is so important, and that's, and that's what you're, you're talking about, you know, when those laws are made and when those laws are enforced. You know, courts are just a system. They're a branch of law enforcement. Um, mm-hmm. We need to have judges sitting on those benches that will interpret the law the way it was written. That Now we have so many people manipulating it. When you look at, you know, Marissa Alexander's case and you look at, uh, you know, George Zimmerman's case and even Casey mm-hmm. Anthony's case, you look at people manipulating the law to get off, but – we need judges who have common sense because they get the right to be able to use their common sense as well when they're sitting on that bench. So, Mm -hmm, and that's an elected position as well. So we need to go out. A lot of those judges, you know, those positions are elected positions. We need to make sure we know who we're voting for when it comes to judge as well. But in Texas, there was recently a, um, a, a white man and a white woman who decided to go take their truck, with rebel flags all over it, and bust up a, a, a kid's, a toddler, I think, a very young child's birthday party. Um, mm. Called the family in words, you know, um, hit them pretty much, attacked them verbally, and pulled out weapons, you know, and threatened them and said white power, all this other kind of stuff. You know, yesterday they were sentenced to serve 
13 years in prison for what they did to that black family. That It was a white judge wow. who sentenced them. And that's the type of law enforcement that we need. We need it to be mm-hmm. the same on both sides. That was a very fair was- judge who said, this, you can't do this. If it was a black person who was in that courtroom and they did it, they would have gotten the same sentence. And now for once mm-hmm. I could look at a case and say, wow, that was a fair case. And those are the types of judges that we need to be vetting. And when I say vetting, we need to be questioning them because when they're running for office or they are in office, they're an elected official and we should have access to them. You should be able to call up your <laughs> senator and call up, you know, whoever you need to call up and ask them the questions that you need answers to. And mm-hmm. that's the direction we need to move in is making sure that this system and holding them accountable. If they're not going to do it and they're not going to be fair, then we're not going to vote for them again. And we got to mm-hmm. unify with our brown brothers and sisters and black people. Get, we hey. got to unify. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because we, we, you know, it's all about humanity in, in my opinion that, you know, it's it's about being humane when it comes to the human rights of everyone involved. Not yes. Just, just just like one race should not just you know say okay, you know it's all about us and just forget everybody else. And 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 you know our rights matter, but theirs don't. And that's not right. I mean, to, mm-hmm. in order for us to all coexist in this earth, we all need to consider one another's rights and our human rights is what matters. And a lot of us just want to have peace and live, you know, and not exactly be destroyed uh, systematically. Right. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about how do you think your people are going to do under Trump? Like, how do you see, you know, the next, you know, few years with him? How do you see it going? I think every I think politicians will do well. Um, they're going to have major challenges ahead, but this is a time for them to shine. I think this is a time mm-hmm. for them to put both feet in whatever camp they believe in and move forward. And if they don't um, agree with his agenda, if they don't agree with the Muslim ban, if they don't agree with those things, you cannot be silent on those things. You know, they need mm-hmm. to be speaking out. And if they're not speaking out, we need to make sure that that's loud to us. If they're being quiet, that's noisy to me. Because that mm-hmm. sends me a message that they don't care about I the think same I got things the that problem we care fixed. about. I can ah, hear, you got I it think, fixed. I think I got Yay! the problem fixed. <laughs> Uh-oh. I had the problem fixed. Um, Kenny's back. Yeah, yes, I, I, I awesome think I'm back for a few minutes. Um, you were saying earlier that that uh we had to be more involved in the lobbying process. We had to be more involved in 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 in, in what who who we send to Congress and, and Senate and the state Senate and the state Congress and really keep tasks on them. How can Mm -hmm. we, Joe Blow, Joe Blow citizen, Mm -hmm. that that's our duty? That that's our duty. Because, because, I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of black folks don't feel part of this system. So how can we feel that we are part of this system by interacting with these politicians that we sent to office? We need to call them up. (laughs) 
We need to make a list of questions. We need to call them up, set up meetings, and most importantly, demand town halls. When you go to a town and show up, because sometimes they've been getting away with all kind of stuff in the past years because they will hold a town hall and they wouldn't, nobody would show up. Now, mm-hmm. but they will hold town halls like in our neighborhoods. They will yeah, hold, hold make town halls once every four you years. You're absolutely right. I see the presidential government rate. Time yep. that I mean, they had outdoor town hall. I was in the community for seven. They had one town hall, uh, and that was for the governor race and everything. I I I mean, like, how can we get this little process? Not to yeah, they need to be holding these things for granted. Right, right, and you know what? They need to be holding town halls, and if you host one. And say, listen, I will host it. I will get the rec center. I'll get whatever, you know, um, center that we can get. We just want you to come out here and answer some questions that we have because we're not feeling like we're not feeling the love right now. If they don't show up, do not support them when they need you. When they go to run again, I don't care how nice, I don't care how many babies they kiss, remember (laughs) when they did not come to your side, remember, and that's the power you have, is to not put them back in office. Now, if they if they definitely not going to, you know, show up and they're termed out, you know, and they're not worried about, then you know what? Call Tallahassee. Then we need to call Tallahassee and find out why they're not working. That's a public servant. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be working for us. Well, Ms. We Hussein, go I, got, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, uh, this program is not just about Florida. It's about California, Oregon, Texas, yeah. Arizona, New York, nice. Pennsylvania, uh, black folks everywhere. This this is national. And, and, and let me tell you something. It's not about the, I, I, I mean, uh, for the past 20, I feel for the past 35 years, that 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 both parties have been taking taking uh, 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 the black vote for granted. Now, Michael Eric yeah. Dyson, Michael Eric Michael Eric Dyson, uh-huh. have been have been on this kick for about oh five years now, uh-huh. five or six years about the African American agenda. Now, Israel have agenda. Mexico have agenda. Uh, mil- uh, 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 Arab Americans have agenda. A lot mm-hmm. of people have their own agendas. You think African Americans should have an agenda? A political agenda, that is. Yeah, I think we definitely should. I think we need to have mm-hmm. common, you know, we are many minds, so we all don't agree on the same things, and we don't want um, the government to even think that we do. You know, we got somebody in office who who thinks that already, but you know, we should have core things that matter most to us and we need to put them up front and we need to make sure that they are those problems are solved. Black lives matter is one. The fact that we have to say black lives matter is a problem. You know, so we need to make sure that is that is strictly in the judicial system. And I don't care if white people like love or hate us. You must respect us, 
And if you don't, mm-hmm. then you go to the same prison that's populated with a whole bunch of black men because you violated that law. And that's what we need to that's what we need to make clear. That if they right. harm us, if they hurt our kids, if they do something to us like they've done to Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin, they need to go to prison for that. Well, what and that's would one you of our say? core things that need to be on our agenda. But what would you say? Okay. What would you say to the high level of black young men killing other black young men? I mean, uh, yes, uh, Black Lives Matter yeah. to the criminal justice for law enforcement. Black Lives Matter to to other cultures. But how about within our culture? You know what? I think when people come back. And not 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 you, but when I hear officers come back with, you know what, there's black men killing black men, it's almost like they're saying, why can't we kill them? They go to jail for that. <laughs> they have no problem with putting that other black man who killed that other black man in prison. The problem is they don't put the white man in prison who killed the black man. You know, it, that that's the issue. We do have black-on-black crime that absolutely needs to stop. And a lot of that does come from us being in communities where we're surrounded by each other. So crime usually happens amongst people that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of the reason, not making excuses for it, but that's part of the reason. You know, but the main reason is that if some, God forbid, some black person kills another one, it, the cops are going to come and slap handcuffs. On that person who is the suspect there, There's yeah. no question about it If George Zimmerman Killed Trayvon There was all types of questions Well we don't know if he did it We don't know if he was self, if it was self defense We don't know if Trayvon was armed You know that's the kind of stuff that Is absolutely ridiculous It should never be compared to Black people killing black people And then white people killing Black people White people all day long But they don't report it as white people Killing white people because exactly. They're using <laughs> the media to demonize Our people and make us look like we're Criminal thugs and hoolums When in right. fact Large part of us have just been indoctrinated In our in our, in our our communities And, and with drugs and, and, and all other kind of illegal Activities that's been poured into our Communities because our people Can't or haven't been able to create their own jobs of late. I mean, of late we've been doing more. I mean, like with the drugs, with, like when crack came on the scene and all of this other stuff, it was a, it was just a nightmare. A lot of people lost That's their family right. members for good. And so, I mean, it's just the way that the system is set up, I think it was a systematic um, a way of just jailing and killing us and letting us kill ourselves over things, uh, over over drugs and and, 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 and introducing games into our community because I don't believe that um, those things didn't always exist, you know. Right. So you're absolutely right. Well, I got you know, something I a... to say. I I, I got something mm-hmm. to say. I have something to say. I've been quiet. I have something to say. <laughs> I, I think uh, we've come I'm sorry, to the issues. You know, uh, when it comes to these issues, I think uh, African Americans need to start taking responsibility for themselves. And and oh, like Lord. somebody, uh, one of y'all said earlier today, and stop relying on the government to do anything for us. Because according to Trump, 
He's about to reduce the size of social programs. That could be his mm-hmm. next party. That's going to be his next mm-hmm. pet peeve, you know, uh, right. uh, besides giving more money to the military and half his cabinets are generals. But anyway, but anyway. You're right. Uh, uh, You're right. How and they're can billionaires. We... Yeah, yes. Yes. You know, that's the, the other half of billionaires and the other half of generals. What a cabinet. Oh. <laughs> and and the, the females are yeah. their little scholars. The females are their little scholars like Kellyanne. But anyway. Um, <laughs> what we need. Hello? What do you think? What do you think as a strategy, not a theory, but a strategy? What do you think we need to do politically, economically, or socially? What do you think black folks need to do as a strategy? The first thing we need to do is unify. We need to accept the fact that we're not going to all get along. We're not going to all agree. And we have different perspectives and views. But well, we first of all, you got to keep unify. the religion home. You got to keep the religion at the home. You got to keep you can, you gotta, you gotta keep the biblical. We got to, we got Muslims, we got Christians, we got Hebrews, Moors, and the Europeans, and all the That's other right. stuff I haven't heard of. And it seems like, all right, for example, when you speak of Dr. King, right? That was Christian movement. You speak of yeah. Malcolm. That was a Muslim movement. How right. when are we gonna start doing a black movement? Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. A black economic and that's, that's the first thing we need to yes, and make some change. And then we gotta unify with our brown brothers and sisters. Now, mm-hmm. now yeah. when you take that they don't like us neither. No, we we need they don't like us and that's okay. And that's okay. And, you know, each to their own, and that's okay. But we need to unify against what is, what is our, what is the doom? We need to unify against that. I have a question. I, mm-hmm. I had a, well, I, it was kind of like more a question comment, but it, I'm going to ask it as a question. So do you think that by um, doing business outside of America, possibly like in Africa or different parts of Africa, West Africa, uh, or, you know, whatever part of Africa you want, you can actually do business in, it gets the attention of our politicians, politicians that are actually in Africa, um, get their attention to help aid us in our uh, you know, abilities to do more. Do you think that that would be a good strategy to start with? It sounds like it would be. I mean, I think that's a great idea. You know, and and that comes from us being able to, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps because we got boots. Gotcha. Yeah. We got boots. We just tea. need to be able to do it for ourselves. And once we become, because, see, the government wants us to depend on them. That's what they that's want. Right. When that's we depend money. on them for our food, Frederick Douglass mm-hmm. said, you know, you, you the food is the weapon. Use food as a weapon. That If we depend on them for that, then we're already slaves. Yeah. If we depend on ourselves for that, ain't nothing they can do that could harm us. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So you're right. If you reach out to other people and, and do that type of trade, you know, whatever it is, that's the way to go, to start making those strides for yourself and for the race, and then you become that much more powerful. 
And then I think that that would be a way to have them, like, if we're connected, that if one of our brothers over here dies, you know, that, you know, at least somebody is, they can, they know what's going, they know what's going on over there. They don't, like, you know, agree with them killing us over here, but it's just like there's, there's a disconnect. And I feel like that right. if we have that connection back, if we can, you know, solidify that connection, that they wouldn't kill us so easily over here. Exactly. That they wouldn't get away exactly. with doing some of the things that they get away with over here. Um, it just seems like we're behind enemy lines, in my opinion. Right. That's why I have like, no faith in the system itself. Thus mm-hmm. far, right now, I don't have faith when I see you know, my young brothers and my young sisters being, you know, thrown in prison or being arrested or being murdered, you know, it just kind of, it, it, it puts a fear on um, like a cloud over your head. So not only that, we're being stigmatized in media. So when they see a black girl, they automatically want to ask you, oh, you know, if, if, you know, she must be ghetto or is that her hair or, or mm-hmm. whatever they, you know, it's just like it's so universal that it's it's a disease. It's like a sickness that people have, and that you know we should know how to shield ourselves from these type of attacks and change them. You know, and if politics is the way to do that, we should know how to enter in so that we can make this change as swiftly as possible. You know, absolutely. And one of the things you know also is is press. Look at what you all are doing. You know what you're doing. This is this is huge. What you're doing yeah. is it, it is revolutionary. It really is. You know, you can start with baby. Tammy's steps. a revolutionary. Tammy is a revolutionary. <laughs> this is great because you're using your time, your talent, and your resources. You know, to be able to educate other people in, in an entertainment type way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we Thank need to. We need to get together as, like, people. Like, I'm glad that we have you on because, for me, I didn't really think that – I knew that there were people out in politics that were fighting for us, but I've never talked to anyone <laughs> until now. Wow. And I'm wow. just, like, excited about that. Yeah, it kind of gave me – Tammy. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't hear you. Oh, Kenny, are you breaking up for real? This you breaking up, Kenny? Oh man, yep. I can't. Well, well, first, <laughs> well, I did. Mr. Station, before you leave, because we got a couple minutes left. Oh yeah. Tell, 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 say that again about the organization. Yeah, tell, tell, tell our, our public and our about your organization. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk about your organization because this is this is organizing. And, you know, my mission is, you know, I, my degree is in broadcast journalism, um, and my fields are various. But I want to talk about what y'all are doing. Like I just mentioned, um, you're using your I time, your talent, your resources to be able to. Well, I, I help you in any way I can. I help you in any way I can. <laughs> Any way I can, I will. And I'm not running for office. I need to help. I need help. I need to help. Because this is is something that is need, is something that is important, and is something that is critical 
and, and like I need, and you know what? You can't warp the body. Yeah, you know, it, it, is, it is very much so important. Yeah, you know, people are getting. Oh, I'm so sorry. People are getting. No, no, no. Our people are getting pressed in such a way that it is so diluted, or it's taken away from us. The Pulse nightclub shooting. You remember when the girl that was in the the black young lady that was in the bathroom with the shooter, and she said, yes. he looked at her and said, "I ain't got nothing against you, black people. I'm with y'all. Y'all been so oppressed here." I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not condoning by any stretch of the imagination what he did. But that message was taken away from us quickly. They took that off the air so fast. Yeah. And they did that because, see, that shows unity. And that's not what they want. They want a major discord. But that shows unity, and they were angry about that. Like we don't want we don't want them unified with them. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be masses of people. But see, you all have something special and that's media and press. Build it. Keep building it. Keep doing it. No matter what you run into, no matter where you fail, if you fail, do it again. Continue <laughs> to do it. That's the Thank only you. way you make it. You gotta fail. That's the only way yeah. to continue to do it. Keep doing this. You hear that, Tammy? We got to have you on again because that type of inspiring message is just necessary. It's a very genuine uh, uh, message and that, that needs to go out to all of the people out there who are moving and who are doing things and they don't even understand the impact that they're making. And, you know, some of us give mm-hmm. up. You know, I don't think we're making an impact because we might be isolated. People, business owners in America, a lot of us are isolated. We're not unified yeah. black business owners. They get you isolated, and they they kind of like control, you know, you know which way you go or which way you don't go at times, depending upon where you are and you know where who's around you and how much skills you you know you might have. So that's this is right. Inspired, and you got to come back. <laughs> I will do it. Yes. All you yeah. gotta do is hit me up. Yes. I'll come back. I'll come back and help you any way I can. Y'all don't right, have thank you. When, you, when you, you know, all over the place and doing your little PR thing and stuff. Don't act funny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're going to be, you're going to be in the fourth, Mr. Sane, you're going to be in the forefront. I love you guys. I love you. I love it. You're going to be in the forefront. Okay, I thank you for coming on. And, and, and Mr. Sane, I will give you thank a call you. next week because there's some things I want to run past you that I can't do over the air. Okay? Perfect. All right. Sounds Thank very you. Thank you all for having me. Have a good night. Okay. Good Thank night. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Tammy, you was good. I love her. Huh? You was good, Tammy. You asked a pretty good question for a person that didn't like politics. Well, I told oh. you I'm not into, like, the politics that I'm seeing on TV. You know, Trump is getting on my nerves. Shit. I'm tired yeah, of that. Yeah, well, can't can't be cussing on the air, Tammy. Okay, well, excuse my language. You don't have no 30-second beat. You don't have no 30-second beat. I'm not going to pray about it. Tammy, yep. uh, Tammy, yes. Uh, yes. could you tell the people about your line? Can you take a couple of minutes to tell your people about the line so I could tell the people what I'm doing? We didn't do it at the beginning of the show because I was late. Absolutely. We're working 
on importing right now. We're importing original, authentic clothing from West Africa. Right now we're, we we have some beautiful sandals, and we're working on the baba cords. We're getting them sewn and stitched, hand-stitched and sewn by tribes. People are working uh, around the clock right now for us to get our stuff together. So I'm really excited about it. We're going to offer authentic African wear. I'm also going to be able to offer you guys more of uh, statues and different things that we can put around the house. We're right now focusing on the clothing and the sandals. Um, it's going to be the line is going to be Kazali. It is Kazali. Let me just say it's Kazali. So that's my last name, if you didn't know. And um, it, it's going to be uh, introduced to the people real soon. And I just want to take my time in introducing it because, you know, I don't want to put out nothing that, you know, you need to give the people out, your exactly number so they can exactly make orders so they can buy it. You need to give the people your number so they can buy it, call you in order. Right. Okay. So um, I am taking orders right now on sandals. I can take some pre-orders on the Babacore and the Dashiki. You can give me a call at 503-602-4996 to put your order in now if you want to pre-order or else you will just, um, I will be posting some pictures really soon on my Facebook account. Um, that's Tammy Kazali. You look me up on Facebook. Um, and I also be uh, on Black Herb America. We get a clear picture. And you also on Black Herb yeah, we'll America. Yeah, get some stuff done. Now, come on, Kitty. Don't be putting me on black. <laughs> <laughs> we get it done. We get it done. Right. You know. And hey, also, what you're doing. Queen Mother for Real Media. Okay, who sponsored? America on to the, uh, uh, No One Talks from Devin Heflin, Wednesday, 8 to 9, and Saturday, my man, Carl Sneed, our provocative huh? thought, 8 to 9. Uh, uh, that's Tammy friend, Carlton. Also, <laughs> we, have a, we have another program, the Marketing Partnership Program. Oh, exciting. Uh, Who's the jump in the pot with her her product and everything? I ain't gonna go into detail, but it's a win-win situation. It's about you becoming exposed nationally and internationally. We got people in Canada. You heard Tim talk about some uh, West Africa. We got camping. We got South America. In the Oriental next, you know, but but all I'm saying is you'll get the exposure for your. Kenny, I am way mad at your connection. I am I am so mad at your connection right now. I mean, it's been kind of like causing me a lot of problems during this show. I mean, I'm trying to hear, and it ain't gonna be like that next time, people. I want you to know that we're gonna have this problem fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why we need the market position program so we can do the win-win situation. Did you hear that? Okay, well, that's all I have. I like to say, as always, I am because we are. We are because I am. I'm Kenny, and that is Tammy Cazali. Uh, always a pleasure. <laughs> and next week, uh, next week we have a social worker coming on. Tammy, uh, next week we have a social worker. Oh, a social worker, okay. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the reducing the size of social programs. How that going to look for us? Uh-oh. Well, that's another week. I'm out. How about you? I'm out.
Deuces. Bye. Bye. Peace out.